0: Welcome to Cash Call. Listen live as expert sales trainers give actionable feedback on real calls while you learn coaching tips directly from the professionals. All right. Cash Call, everybody. Dale Archdeacon, Brian Curtis back for another week. I know you missed us. Brian, they all missed us. I keep receiving letters in the mail. Uh, I don't know who writes letters anymore, but if we did receive letters in the mail, I'm sure it would be, oh my God, where have you guys been? It's been six days since I saw you last, right, Brian? I
1: know a letter in the, I love that idea, by the way, you know, it's funny from a marketing perspective, I know it's not where you're going, but everything old is new again. You know, we found out in 2023, 2022, that letters actually work. Who knew? Right. Um, yeah. You know, people get sick of email, they've got sick of text messages. They got sick of their phone blowing up. Sometimes everything does, you know, 180 degrees, kind of like, uh, you know, I'm a kid of the eighties and now I see people wearing clothes and I'm like, I'm having flashbacks to high school because they're wearing the crap that we wore in high school. That's Marketing funny. works the same way. So that's
0: funny. Well, now you can get those '80s clothes back out of your closet, Brian. They they've made a comeback. Good thing you held on to them.
1: Yeah, no, I didn't. I I don't hold on to anything. I'm the king of throw it away. So uh, <laughs> that's funny.
0: All right, so I've I have a call. So- What's that? I said, I've had to
1: work on that and not throw everything away because then you go to get it and it's not there. But anyways, let's talk some real estate. Let's yeah. talk some cash call. Let's call some phone calls.
0: Excellent. Yeah. So, um, man, I still have this cough. I can't get over. So if I'm randomly coughing in the broadcast, you're going to have to forgive me. Uh, I forgive. thank you. So I have a call today. Uh, the intro, she stuck the intro. We're not going to listen to the intro. I know we play those a lot. Um, she did stick the intro and maybe if we have time, we'll go back and listen to it because she did make it a little bit weird. Uh, Which I think had an impact on the call, but I'm going to jump into the call and you know how we talk about present tense questions. I think this is a good example of where it needs to be implemented. So let me share my screen. Oh, you know, what? we should be running a timer, huh? So we, uh, we started like 105. (laughs) The magic of editing, we're going to make this, uh, we're going to take out any of the stuff in between, right? (laughs) <laughs> so let me get, just give me a thumbs up when you hear this, Brian.
2: Okay. And I was just wondering if you were looking to move anytime soon or are you just browsing for fun?
0: So that's the tail end of her intro. That's the ask, right? So she she gets the right, you know, two questions in there. So let's hear what happens.
1: So uh, let me ask you this, just just ahead. hit that real quick. Are, are you teaching and browsing for, or browsing for fun?
0: Uh, I don't really care what okay. the so we're not super specific about exactly what you say as long as you're asking them are you going to take action in the near future or do you want to tell me some version of no and i don't care what the version of okay. no is yeah that's pretty much what we teach so as, yeah you're giving them two options right you want to do something quick or you want to tell me some version of no that's what we do
1: uh, i i can accept that so awesome
0: Oh god. This is tough. This is going to be a tough episode to get through.
1: Good thing we're only doing one.
0: <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> let me get through the play here. Oh, I'm just browsing right now. Yeah.
2: Okay. Um is there anything specific that just makes you want to browse or um have you thought about moving at all in the future?
0: Now. The salesperson did a good job by asking, "Do you want to buy now or do you want to tell me no?" The lead said no or not now, and then the agent went to, oh, well, why are you looking around and or are you thinking of making a purchase in the future? She went back to when are you going to buy? What's making you want to buy? So it's really subtle, but this salesperson keeps being stuck on being a salesperson. She doesn't know what to do other than try to see if you want to buy or sell something and when are you going to do it? because she came right back to it. So that's yeah,
1: going to happen. Yeah, I think we need to like, what what what's the next thing that we say, Dale? Because I think that's the problem when we ask the do you want to buy now or are you do you want to tell me no? We need to know what the next question is, would you agree with that?
0: Yeah, exactly. And so this is something that I've been teaching for a long time, which is present tense questions. And and present tense questions help you build rapport with somebody and take it out of the sales context. So if you think about it this way, you need to shift into, okay, hey, you aren't ready for a salesperson. Let me not be a salesperson. I'm just going to be a normal everyday person. I'm going to carry on a banal conversation with you, right? Something that you would do at a cocktail party. Oh, got it, uh, Brian. How long have you lived here? Or, hey, Brian, what do you do for a living? Or, hey, Brian, I uh, you know, went to whatever high school what high school did you go to i'm just i'm not saying that these are the all of the questions that you want to ask my point is i'm trying to shift your context so that you're in just a normal human interaction conversation like get to know you a little bit and take it as far away from salesperson as possible the kinds of questions that we ask in this context what we teach are three choices really one would be, Brian, do you currently live in whatever the area is, or are you relocating here? That's one. Brian, do you currently own your home or are you renting, right? That's two. Or Brian, um, what neighborhoods are you interested in, right? Super contextual, like present tense questions that are easy to answer for somebody and take it out of the sales realm.
1: Yeah, and I like the first two better than the third. That's just my opinion. Um <laughs> Because the third one can get salesy real quick, right? So um, love the love the. Do you currently rent? Do you currently own? Love the. Hey, are you guys re- planning on relocating to our area, or do you currently live here? Those to me are are the questions that make it the easiest. There's nothing wrong with the third question, but it could put you in a little bit of a box if you don't know how to get out.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, now let's hear what happened in the conversation. So. She asked, are you buying or just window shopping? The woman said window shopping, essentially. Uh, Then she goes back and asks these salesy questions. We'll see what happens.
3: Uh, Yeah, but today is not the day to talk about that. I'm in the middle of doing something. So um...
0: What the lead is saying is you are showing up as a salesperson. I'm not ready for a salesperson, and you're not willing to accept that answer, right? Yeah. So the lead recognizes, let me play it one more time. The lead recognizes what these questions are and says, I'm not going to have a sales conversation.
2: Uh, yeah.
0: But here it is. Do you
2: want to browse or specific that just makes you want to browse or um, have you thought about moving at all in the future?
0: Yeah, that was the question, right? And the lead is like, no, no, no. I recognize what you're trying to do here and I don't want to have a sales conversation. You know, Brian, what I I teach in a lot of cases is I I like to show an image of a car salesperson, or it can be really any salesperson, right? a picture of somebody on a car lot. And when I'm doing training, I ask this group of assembled real estate agents. I say, hey, if a man or woman, you go down to a car lot, your local neighborhood car lot, and a man or woman approaches you, what's their purpose? Invariably, the people say, sell you a car. They're there to sell you a car. That's the only answer they come up with every single time. No fail, Brian. And then I say, got it. Well, what do you mean? They're not a transportation consultant. They don't want to just build a relationship with you and help handle your family's transportation needs into the future, whether or not you buy something. And everybody starts to kind of chuckle because then they start to get it. It's like, wait a minute. You consider yourself something other than a salesperson to sell somebody's house or sell them a house. But somehow you don't recognize that that's what every consumer thinks you are, just like you think every car salesperson is just there to sell you a car. So when we listen to a recording like this, where this salesperson is trying to ask something, but the lead can clearly hear, nope, you are clarifying to me that you are a salesperson and the only purpose for talking to you is if I'm ready to buy or sell real estate that's when your conversation gets shut down and you only end up with a minute 19 conversation with this person.
1: Yeah, I agree. That's completely what's going on here. And you noticed in essence, she asked the same question twice. Yeah. Are you looking to buy something now or in the near future was basically the intro or are you just browsing? Okay, I'm just browsing for fun. Okay, great. When do you wanna buy?
0: Right, why <laughs> Why are you looking uh, and uh, have you thought about when you wanna buy, right? And she's like, oh, so, damn it. It's a sales conversation.
1: Yeah, and Dale, and I've said this a hundred times if we said it once, even on cash call, you ask the timing question already. And you know we're 44 seconds into this and you ask the timing question again. Here's the thing, even if I want to, now I feel like you're really high pressure. So one of the general rules of sales is you can close, which this, this isn't a close, The only way you can close again is if you change the deal or add more information and she's done neither.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Let's hear where this goes. And it's, it's a very weak wrap up too. So let's listen to it.
3: In the middle of doing something. So. um,
0: I'll
3: reach out once I'm look, you know, serious about looking.
0: Okay. You hear that? I'll reach out once I'm serious about looking because she has contextualized this person, this salesperson to represent. I'm ready to buy or sell real estate. I I shouldn't be talking to you until I'm ready for that. And the salesperson just simply reinforced it.
2: Okay. Nope. I totally understand. Um, I'm here anytime, if you have any questions, um, and there's no pressure, you know, obviously it's whenever you need us.
0: Oh, my ass right? All that sounds like is, hey, I'll be waiting here to sell you something since we determined that you're not ready to buy something yet, right? Yeah. That's so, not what the salesperson meant to say, but that's what just happened in this dynamic.
1: And, and I, I, so this person also did something that you need to do on purpose if you're going to do it, and she didn't do it on purpose. She used what's called an adverb presupposition. She used the word obviously. Obviously, I'm going to be here. I'm, I'm, you know, whatever there was nothing obvious about that conversation in my mind. And when you do that, you sound more like a salesperson. If you can use presuppositions, like obviously, naturally, things like that, you know, that fit into the conversation, great, but avoid them. Clearly, you are going to look to buy a house. How do you know I'm clearly going to look to buy a house? Obviously, you're someone who's looking. What do you mean? Why is that obvious? And what I'm saying is those words work but only use them on purpose don't use them as filler words because it makes you look like you're just trying to bail out of it so just something to think about those ly words don't be using those unless you're using them on purpose because it makes people feel like you're a salesperson.
0: Hmm. interesting that's a little deeper than i ever get but uh thank you for that brian uh sorry i had to nerd it up today that was very <laughs> nerdy actually yes um what do you have for us
1: you know i've got a call in. I'm, You know, you and I talked a little bit about this in the green room, but I want everyone to pay attention to the tone of this agent. And I'm not even saying you should or shouldn't, you know, use the tone that she used, but it's very interesting. And I think it actually helped build rapport with this person. I'm not sure it would with everybody, but let, let's listen to that. And she does a pretty good job, uh, pretty decent conversation. So I'm gonna go ahead and share my screen and make sure, Dale, just like I did, uh, go ahead and give me the thumbs up whenever we can hear the sound and playing now. Hello,
4: hello.
3: Hey, Tandler, this is her.com trying to connect this. I'm good, I'm good, how are you?
4: I'm good. Yeah, okay. the, sorry, I was just getting ready to call you guys. Uh, we're, we're looking at the listing online for 610 uh, South fifty nine C Street.
3: 610, let me pull it up. Okay. Are y'all out driving around right now?
4: Um, we were driving around a little bit ago. We just okay. made
0: it back. Okay. Pause it. Brian, this is one of your agents. It is. I feel like this is a conversation that we need to have and have every team leader listening to this wants to know the answer to this. Brian Please. I'm very certain that you have taught all the agents in your office under your umbrella that when somebody's looking at a property the question is when would you like to go see it right? It is. Why has this person not asked when would you like to go see it?
1: I don't know, Uh, we're gonna get there eventually, but I I hear you, you know, it's funny because we've taken trainings from some of the the big portal companies, let's just, I won't use any specific names, but I can tell you right now, if they give you leads, and, and you're paying on the back end, they want you to do exactly what Dale said. They're not doing that because they think that they're smarter than everybody else. They're not doing that because they, they're better or anything like that. They're doing it because it works, plain and simple. And so, yeah, yeah no, absolutely. When as soon as you know that someone is interested in a property, absolutely. Hey, Dale, so would you like to go set up a time for that property? I've got
0: time available today or tomorrow. Which of those days would work better for you?
2: Yeah. Tomorrow, great.
0: But so how do you then, Brian, as a team leader, how do you handle this? We just listened to this salesperson not do the exact super basic formula that we've given them, right? So then do we go and we play this and we say, "Okay, now tell me what's wrong here or how do you how do you do it?
1: One of my favorite things to do as a team leader and, you know, Dale and I obviously listen to a lot of phone calls because we have this we have this thing, this this cash call that we do. And honestly, I probably didn't listen to nearly as many before there was cash call, if I'm just being honest. So. One of the things that I actually do, and it's actually really powerful, if you're a team leader watching this, send this call, not this call, whatever call it is that you listen to, send it to your agent and say, hey, listen to this, tell me where you think you did really well, tell me where you think you might wanna improve and let's have a conversation about it. I think it's really powerful to do that. And I want you guys to remember this too, I don't know how many calls the average team makes, But my team, on the average, we've got about 20 people making phone calls. And let's assume just for the sake of our conversation that only half of them did phone calls today, they're probably still doing, on the average, about 50 phone calls, having five to seven conversations each. That's a lot of calls. So why am I pointing this out? Well, if you're a team leader and you're actually listening to your calls, you're bringing value because most team leaders don't listen to their calls. They don't have a system to go about that. They just basically... Train, 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 and go. Gee, I wonder why it's not getting better. Well, it's not getting better because all the stuff you're training on isn't being implied. It is not being uh, done. I don't know. Execute, was, I can't. Yeah. Thank you. Impl- that's the word I couldn't. Implemented. Find. <laughs> yeah. Implemented. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. So, yeah. Um, first of all, you have to train it, and then you have to inspect it. So. Yeah.
0: Okay. Good. Well, thank you for letting me roast you, team leader, on on good. how this goes. Right. <laughs> Because, you know, it just gets kind of annoying after a little while. I'm sure it must be annoying for you. It must be like, man, I teach this stuff all day. And why can't we just ask the damn question?
1: It is. Intro scripts are probably the bane of my existence. Um, They're so unbelievably simple. You know, your call, same thing. Hey, are you looking to buy a, looking to make a move soon? Or are you looking to window shop? Great. The reason, you know, I'm just going to go back in time for a second. The reason I like the window shopping script is because I will use that later on. Hey, by the way, you mentioned at the front end of the conversation that you like window shopping. I love to go window shopping. Why don't we go do some window shopping? What do you mean? Hey, let's just go look at two or three houses right now and see what your money will buy so that when you are ready, you'll have a really good idea. I've got time available during the week or on the weekend, which works better for you, by the way. That only is going to work about 10 to 20 percent of the time, somewhere in that range. But guess what? More people to be in front of. So take that for what it's worth. Yeah, let's we'll play a little bit more of this down, we'll see where it goes. Okay, 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 doesn't go anywhere, apparently.
4: She's looking all right. It
3: what was I've got a few 610s. I'm sorry, what was the rest of the address? Uh,
4: 610 South 59th Street, then St. Rogers.
3: Okay, gotcha, gotcha, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Did you have particular questions or do you
4: want to just schedule a time to go and see that?
1: Um, We're kind of what. I think there's an idea that until we know the property is available, we can't ask the question. So it took us 51 seconds into this conversation, probably more like a minute because I chopped some of the stuff out to get to the question. But to your point, why not just say, perfect, you know, I'll I'll get that looked up while I'm doing that. Is that something you guys would like to go take a look at? I've got time available today or tomorrow. Yeah. And. We're getting people what they want, and the the, the logic of it, or the, um, the 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 psychology behind it, is we get people what they want early, and they like us. Yeah, I don't I don't know a better way to say it than that, but that's really what we're trying to do, right?
0: I, yeah, I feel like salespeople, uh, in my experience, it's like I don't want to be wrong. I want to know what I'm talking about, and so they want the information in front of them because they're still stuck on uh, being too literal about. Oh, you're inquiring about a house. Can I sell the house to you or not? They're too stuck on that. They have to, you know. So if you're a salesperson listening to this, free yourself from being stuck on the what you want. You want to find out is how do I move this conversation forward and get myself cemented to you in case you ever buy or sell something. I don't care what it is, right? So free yourself from that. It's Brian. When I first started prospecting, um, expireds, for instance, right. Uh, when you prospect expires, you make a bunch of phone calls and a lot of people don't answer the phone. I very quickly figured out that I couldn't research every property before they answered the phone. The game was, I just had to get somebody to answer the phone. And I had to very quickly be able to conduct a conversation, not knowing anything about them or their property. So that was the game. It's the same idea in reverse for these buyer leads. If they're interested in something, great. I don't care what it is, right? I'll sell you anything that makes that you want to purchase as long as it makes sense. But get freed from that. Who cares?
1: You know, it's funny that you say that I used to literally as when I was working with buyers, when I went and showed the first house, part of my pitch was, by the way, guys, I want to be very clear about this. I don't own any of these houses and I don't care which one you buy. My only concern is that when you buy the house with me, that you're happy. I that was an actual script that I used, And by the way, people love that. They're like, Oh, Brian doesn't care because they don't know that I'm not trying to sell them a house. So I literally, Hey, here's an idea. Tell them I'm not trying to sell them a house. And and by the way, 99 out of 100, no, 999 out of 1,000 real estate agents couldn't sell a house anyway. And here's what I mean by that. I'm not saying you can't show the house and be a, represent the client and be a good agent. I'm talking about sell the house. In other words, convince somebody to buy a house that they don't want to buy. Good luck with that. A, you shouldn't do it. And B, I'm going to say 99, 900, less than 1% of people would actually be able to do it it's an extremely challenging thing to do, guys. We're not selling shoes, you know. I'm not going to convince someone to spend a hundred bucks. I'm trying to sell, convince someone to spend five hundred thousand dollars on something they don't want.
0: Right. It's not going to
4: work anyway. Right. All right. Hit play. Right. I'm going to see it. We drove by it today. We saw the pictures online. It was kind of cute. So we're seeing if we could schedule a time.
3: Yeah, definitely. Let's see. So we're just three days on market. Um, Stop talking. Good. We're not under contract. Stop
0: talking. Uh, just say yes. And
3: it is vacant. So um, I do have some time tomorrow. To Pause. Very sporadic. Pause. How about
0: your- Pause. You know what she just said? She just said, you can see this shit at any time you want, but I'm not available till tomorrow. Oh. What's the immediate thing that you go to? Ah, maybe I should find another agent to show it to me on my timeline. Right? So. I'm just getting fired up about this because we're hearing it in the language. Now, maybe what she said doesn't screw this one up for her. But Brian, it's those things that you don't realize that screw you up. And if you listen between the lines of what she just said is this thing is available for you. I have limited time, right? The agent just became the potential problem in the equation. And she doesn't know it.
1: And that's one of the things that is so important for people to understand. You can't block somebody from from seeing something. Hey, I'm not, a you know, let's, today's uh, Tuesday, you know, I don't want to say, hey, I don't have any time available until Saturday, because what I just heard was, I'm not important at all, go away. If I happen to be available, if nothing works out between now and the next five days, great, but none of those things are things that that consumers want. You know, we are we live in a your way, right away kind of world. And, you know, to some extent, we have to at least play inside of those boundaries.
0: Yeah, Sorry. so let's just do this. Uh, so what would Brian and I do instead, or what would Dale do instead? Oh. Very, very quick, the caller wanted to set a goddamn appointment, right? I answer the phone. Hey, yeah, we're looking at whatever address. Great. When would you like to go see the property? Oh, we'd love to go see it today or tomorrow if that works. Wonderful. Let me see what works for the sellers to make sure that they can, uh, you know, see how how much notice they need for us to be able to get in there. And if it works, I will book that appointment. Okay. So let's just say that we're going to go see it at this day and this time. Excellent. Now I'm going to move on to my, any discovery questions, as long as it, you know, I'm either going to ask my two allowed questions from Zillow Flex, or if it's not Zillow Flex, I'm going to move on to regular discovery questions, but get that business out of the way in the front. Don't put the agent, you don't put yourself as the roadblock to this stranger getting to see a house. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Schedule, what does it look like?
4: Um, I'm out of town until Wednesday, probably uh, huh, Wednesday and midday. <laughs>
3: that'll work that'll work hold on let me grab my um calendar i will actually be up in rogers that day anyway that's perfect pause it again let's see
0: yeah that scenario works the scenario where the guy says i'm only in town until five o'clock today and you just told me that property's vacant i want to go see it now if you can't make it no worries random agent i can call another random agent and go look at that property that's when it doesn't work Exactly,
4: and,
1: and uh, to Dale's point, one of the worst things that happens in sales is when you do the wrong thing and it works out. I yeah. see it over and over and over again, and, and yeah. I know you have Dale. And what that does is create bad habits. Oh, yeah. Because hey, last I, I've you know said this two out of the last five times, and both times got me an appointment and got me a closing. Great. Well. Everybody can handle the laydown. Everybody can handle the guy who was completely understanding and flexible. What about all the rest of the people? And so again, be careful just because you got the results you're looking for doesn't mean that you didn't get lucky. And I think that's one of the biggest problems that happens in sales. Doesn't mean your methods work. Right. You know, I can tell someone to screw off and they go, great, I'll see you tomorrow at two. But again, that wasn't the right script, but somehow it worked. It's not going to work with anybody
4: else. Right. Right. All right, let's play just a little bit more of this.
3: And when you say midday, what are you looking at?
4: Um, So we both work during the day, so we're trying to see, um, like, if we do get something that evening.
3: Yeah, for sure. Let's see. All right. Looking this, what I want
1: to say is stop. Booking appointments with the computer, looking at it, great. What time would work for you? Six o'clock, perfect. I'll set it up for six o'clock on Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever day it was. Just get the appointment. They don't need you hemming and hawing. And then you can throw in there later. By the way, if anything changes, I'll call you back. That's all you got to do.
0: Yeah, and uh you can also do a range. We've always uh, we've done a range. A lot of cases, right? Hey, uh that evening. um I don't. What day was it? It was like a Thursday or something. Wednesday. Wednesday, Great. What time? What? What? Give me a window. When do you get done with work? Give me a window uh, between 530 and seven. Great. We'll book it within 530 to seven. I'll reach out to you after this just to let you know that we're confirmed in the exact time and where to meet me. Blah, blah, blah. Right. You know, send you my contact information, et cetera. Wrap it up. You know, it doesn't have yeah. to be. I don't need to know that it's going to be 659 on the dot.
1: Right. Well, and you know, there's some cool functions. Let's uh you know, follow up boss has been our sponsor now for a day or two. And so let me just talk about something that they do. And we use follow up boss. One of the things that's really cool about it is you can literally send use the appointment function. It sends the client a text message that says, we have an appointment at 123 Main Street at Friday at 8 a.m. or whatever the whatever time is. That's a really cool function. Hey, by the way, when I get it booked, I will send you an appointment verifying it with this information. Use your technology that you have and that's even better. Yep. So, right.
4: play a little bit more.
3: Do you work probably until about 5
4: or 5.30? Yeah, right around there.
3: Okay, so how about we schedule it for six? Does that work?
4: Wednesday at uh, six? Yeah, that works. Yeah.
3: Okay, and tell me um, Chandler, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I just want to make sure. And you're saying we, so I'm curious who we is.
1: It was funny, Dale. Didn't you feel like at the beginning of this call this agent knew the client? Yeah, she was I pretty did. chummy. Now we don't even know who the person's significant other is. So I wanted to bring that back because it was interesting to me. He responded really well to her energy. So the thing I want to point out is don't necessarily model this person's energy. That wasn't my point. But come into a call happy, like you rather would be doing this than something else. Like I've heard a lot of agents, you could tell they'd rather be doing something else. At least it sounds like she was excited to have that conversation and then immediately get a read off what that other clients, what the potential client's energy is when they, when they respond. Like if I come in a call and go, Dale, super excited to talk to you today. And you're like, yeah, Brian, um, I got to change my energy right away. Yeah. Always come in with positive relatively high energy but be aware of the fact that you might run into somebody who's going to be really low energy and you've got to stop that right away so um great job building rapport she mirrored and matched him that way they've got a great place there and i think that's honestly with some of the other we'll call them mistakes that were made i think that's what held the call together
0: yeah no I, i i think it i think her energy was great um and as long as you can modulate quickly like you said so that if you get somebody, you said low energy, the other thing that you need to watch out for would be people that are very reserved, right? So, you know, if you come out at me, like we went to, well, like we're college buddies or something, and I have no idea who you are, you know, you're not going to get that same energy back and and I might be resistant. So there's that sort of scenario too, that's kind of guarded, you know, especially the high S's uh, and some high C's, they're going to be like, what the... This is not a kegger. Why are you so excited, right? I don't know why you're all over me. Um, right. And so you have to accommodate for that kind of energy.
1: Absolutely. All right. I'm I'm fast forward to about one minute left in this call. Let's finish this up and uh, get
3: you that go. information just so I mean it's changing every day. I'm sure you're aware of watching that. Right. Right. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's something to see. So you know right. that kind of gives you an idea just to you know figure out if you were to make a move, what your buying power looks like versus if the interest rates were a little lower.
1: So I wanna say this call's a little bit older. It's not one that's happened in the last week or two. Okay. So the interest rates were still very, well, they were in the sevens when this talk was made. And basically the guy said, I'm not 100% sure if I'm ready to move yet. And ultimately her response was, Great, let's go look at something. Let's see what your money buys. Let's, you know, and I like that because one of the things I saw people do when the interest rates were high and before we got to the point where there was a feeling that the interest rates were dropping was they were talking people out of looking. They were you know, yeah, well, the interest rates are pretty high right now, that kind of thing. And, you know, I want to agree with my clients as well, but I don't want to agree with them to the extent where that I'm going to convince them to, st- to stop looking. So, you know, I don't care what interest rates are. I don't care if they're at 3% or 10%. People are going to buy and sell houses. And what our job is, is to make sure that we're mirroring and matching the energy in there and that we're, we are convincing people that it's always a good time to look on the buy side, in my opinion, so that we can get in front of them. We can get them in houses. And, you know, I, I hate to say this, Dale, but even though we do a, a thing called cash call, most agents are better in person. That's just the reality of it. Those who listen to our show are obviously great on the phone, but, you know, our audience isn't 1.9 million just yet. So there's a bunch of agents who haven't been exposed.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, that's uh, aspirational. Uh, excellent. All right, Brian. Well, I think we've uh, we've done enough for today. Uh, we've given them We've given them enough to think about today. Uh, We will see all of you next week. Dale Archdeegan, Brian Curtis uh, out for Cash Call. Thanks again. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to Cash Call today. If you like what you heard, come check us out at smartsalescoaching.com. And we'll be back again next week.